Welcome to our podcast, Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem, Laced with Morality, where all authors and experts are invited to share, learn, and together pierce through the darkness with the spoken and written word. Well, I'm excited for our guest today, as I always am, but this is special because she she and I have a lot in common, and you'll, you're going to find out why. But anyway, I had the honor of meeting her through Word Weavers, and actually, um, I have a partner in crime. Um, his name is Andrew Jackson, and we host something called Open Mic, which is through an organization we both belong to, and we're both in leadership in which is called Word Weavers International. And um, I was able to meet Deborah Sprinkle at our open mic, and she did a a fantastic job, and she is part of that organization. And we also attend a wonderful conference. Um, It's it's Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference, and um, it is an incredible conference. I, I highly suggest it. But let me tell you about Deb. First of all, she's married. Her husband is like her, he's like a super fan, which is is really cool. Um, She's got two children and two grandsons. And when she retired, she had this whole plan that that she had come up with for keeping busy. She was going to attend the women's Bible study at her church, join a local book club, write a mystery novel. And that doesn't sound like retirement to me, but anyway. So in 2019, her dream came true when Deadly Guardian made its debut. Two more novels rounded out the Trouble in Pleasant Valley series, and she is now working on a new set of mystery novels set in a small town in Missouri. She's originally from St. Louis, and she received her BA in chemistry from the University of Missouri, St. Louis. And then in 1991, she and her family moved to Memphis, where she taught chemistry for 10 years before retiring. So she's a woman after my own heart. I mean, she's, she's in education. She loves the sciences. And I can't wait for you guys to get to know her better. So welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting to um, hang out with other writers who write, to, you know, mystery, suspense, the thriller, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It's super fun. Um, so we were we were chatting in the green room, as I like to call it, uh, about other author friends. So do do you mind mentioning any author friends who sure. mentored you and how they helped you to become a, a better writer? Well, we have one in common, yeah. uh, Diane Mills. <gasps> she is. I know. I love her. Fantastic. <laughs> she She's fantastic. Yeah. And. Um, I met her uh, and Edie Melson and oh, so many more yeah. at Blue Ridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Diane became my mentor. Wow, and, uh, She's she so ended fortunate. up. I I really I am, and um, she ended up um, editing my first three books wow. for me, which was also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm and also um, I'd have to say that. Um, Lynette Eason, I met her there. I met, well, so many other people there. And um, then also, I've in the since then, I've met Patricia Bradley. I don't know okay. if you know who she is, but she's she's fabulous. Mm. And then also um, Kathy Kretzinger, yes. who ended up being um, 
the person who uh, published my first book, and then Linda Fulkerson, who ended up being the publisher of my the rest of my books. Yeah. And then I would I would have to I would be remiss if I didn't mention my word weaver group. Oh. They are my posse. Oh my gosh, my posse. <laughs> and, um, they are star heirs. Uh-huh. Sandra Hart, Sandra Vosberg, Denise Holmberg, Linda Dinzans, and Bonnie Beardsley. Now, when we first started together, I know several of those people. <laughs> I know, and you know, when I started with them, none of us were published. And now, Star is Sandra's multi-published. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Andrew Vosberg, uh, yes. Denise is, and myself. And then Linda is just to, she's ready to be. She's got a book that's finished, and she's looking for a place. And Bonnie is coming very close behind us. So we've just had, and I just want to say a shout out to, for word weavers because it's word weavers is really a great organization. And um, we just really have had, uh, it's been a wonderful thing for us. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Word weave. Oh, I'm so glad you, you brought that up Uh, and I'm so glad you shared uh, the people in the group and how you all, you all either went on to be published or about to, um, because if you want to get better and sharpened, that is a great place to, to go. In fact, I learned about Word Weavers at Blue Ridge and yeah. I joined before I even got home. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when I saw how many Word Weaver members were winning awards. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a definite. I, I really, I just... Uh would recommend it for anybody any of the whether you're new to writing or whether you've been in it for a while and you you just you know you need somebody to to a group you know a writing group to get into because it's fabulous that's it yeah hey and hey and just a plug for word weavers so they welcome everyone right you're welcome uh but it is a christian writers organization that's focused on critiques and so your material has to fit a Christian worldview. So, yes. you know, in terms of language, gratuitous sex and violence and that kind of thing, you have to, those things would, you know, they would be awkward there. So, yes. but by all means, check it out. Um, so now talking about your books, um, mm-hmm. tell us, do you want each book to stand alone or are you trying to build a body of work with connections between each book? Well, the I like to write series mm-hmm. um, because I think that people enjoy reading about the same people from one uh, book to the next. They yeah. like to see what happens with them from one book to the next. Um, so I do write series in terms of, and I think in terms of three. Okay. Books. Oh, yeah. So uh, the first series was a book of, with three books, mm-hmm. and it's all, and they were mostly set in the same. It was centered around the same place, okay, uh, Pleasant Valley, Ohio, which was imaginary. Oh, oh so there's no Pleasant Valley there. No, <laughs> I don't. I'm looking for it because it isn't. But right. it's right outside, about an hour outside of Cincinnati, and uh, that's where I put it. And it has a lake. 
and that kind of thing. And there's okay. a lot of reasons why it was, uh, I composed it that way. Yeah. But um, what I did with that was I did, I did keep some of the same people from story to story. And I did want that, but I do want it to be each book to be able to stand alone in the sense that if somebody picked up the middle book, right. they should be able to read it and enjoy it without having to read the first book or, and the third book the same way. Okay. So, um, so they should be able to be standalones, mm-hmm. but at the same time, your, your reading experience would be enhanced, I suppose, if mm-hmm. you know a little bit about their backgrounds, like if okay. you're, you know, so yeah. I, in that sense, and then I'm starting this new series and this one is set in Washington, Missouri, which is a real town Ooh. outside of St. Louis. Okay. And it's, I grew up in St. Louis yeah. and I used to go to Washington, Missouri, and I just really like it. It's a, a neat little river town and, um, it's, just a neat place and so I I wanted to start um, writing about it so in mm. uh, and those books again will be the same sort of thing they'll be set around Washington Missouri but now in this case I, they will always involve the same two or main characters because they're focused around um, Mackenzie Love and Samantha Majors who are my two uh private investigators mm-hmm. who have started their own little firm. So, Oh, okay. Wow. So what kind of research did you end up having to do? Well, for the Ohio book, I actually, my husband and I went up to, um, I looked for a town that I thought was, that would look similar to what I was thinking in my mind. Mm-hmm. And there was one on the Kentucky side of the Ohio okay. River. Yeah. And so we went there and I took lots of pictures and yeah. we went into several of the establishments and um, I just did that. I kind of got the feel of it. Right. I got one of their local newspapers, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I just uh, did that kind of thing for and I took the pictures back with me, you know, the photographs and the newspapers and all the other things. And then I, I would look at those when I was writing the book because mm. books, because I would, um, and I, and I also made a map of what my town looked like, but oh. I based it on what that town kind of looked like. Oh. So I was thinking about that. And then, but for Washington, Missouri, since that's a real town, that mm-hmm. was a lot easier. I just visited <laughs> the town <laughs> and we went into the different, you know, we went to the stores and we, and I talked to people and I went into the police station and said, Hey, I'm writing a book about your town. And could I have uh, some kind of connection to the oh. police force there? Uh-huh. Uh, because what you don't think about is that, um, things are different from state to state right they are Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so i needed to know things like do they have a medical examiner or a coroner do they have um you know what uh how does it how does it work do they can they can the police um investigate the body before the the me or coroner get there or do they have to wait for them to come uh different things like that that i had picked up from some of the conferences i'd gone to Mm -hmm. things that i needed to know 
And so um, I was lucky enough that they were thrilled to have me to have me um, do this. And so mm-hmm. they assigned me a, a detective there. And so I was able to talk to him and he uh, could give me all the, the advice I needed. He also would send me pictures of what a cell looked like in the in the building and what the what the information desk in the police department oh. looked like and all this. So I had I had some uh, insider knowledge for that. Okay, that's wonderful. So a lot, yeah, a lot of times people don't think of, you know, a police department as like actually going and talking to them as a great resource, isn't? And it really can be. Yes, I've yeah, I found that everyone I've approached has been they've been so willing. Oh yeah. To uh, to talk and to share, you know. So that I'm glad that you you shared that. Well, um, how did publishing that first book? change your process of writing or did it oh yeah I think well for one thing it took me five years to to get that book written and published and I think the thing about it I think the first book um is your your learning on that book that is (laughs) gosh yes I mean that is I don't know how you feel about yours but my first book was I look at it and think that's the book that I learned how to write on I mean it was my primer yeah and um oh my heavens when people ask me what book should I start with I hesitate to say start with the first one because (laughs) it's like you know, why don't you wait and start with the first book of the second series? You know, <laughs> yeah. um, our, I think my third book in that series was the best. You know, okay. Like if you, if you, hopefully you're getting better every book. You know, yeah. But that yeah. first book, you know, I look at it now and I think, oh boy, I don't know. And I, and I think I'm not alone in that because um, I remember one of my favorite writers, and I said. I said, oh, what book should I start with? I said, maybe I should get your first one. And she just kind of looked at me and went, oh, I don't know. And I thought, and I thought, uh, and I'm I'm like thinking, well, why not? You know, but now Mm -hmm. I understand that because it's like, I think, I think you, you just learn so much through writing that first book. It's like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. So, um, I think you just, it really is, it, it's, it's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's not as bad as, as you think. I think we are our worst critics, mm. you know, but because I've had authors um, like you and I, we talked about going to writers conferences and all of yes. that. We've been to quite a couple of the same conferences. And I remember being in the bookstore and uh, behind the scenes, you know, cause I'm, I, I have my book out too. And, and, you're talking to other authors and um and they're like oh. I'm like you must be so proud and they're like so many of them are like there are things I'm looking at right now and I'm like I should have done this different I'm like really that book just won an award but th- but we are I think we're really critical of ourselves you know yeah. we really can be um part of the journey you know I sometimes it just feels like a book is you could just constantly edit it's forever like it's never perfect exactly yeah it's true uh, yeah so tell me about some of the conferences that you've been to 
Well, I started going to Blue Ridge in 2011. Mm. And actually, the first book I ever wrote was with a friend, and we wrote a nonfiction book. Oh, complete <laughs> shift. I know, I know. It was, um, it was called, it, well, it's now called um, uh, Exploring the Faith of, of America's Presidents. Ooh. It's got a really great title, doesn't it? And yeah. it's, it's, well, we really we're not we don't explore the faith of america's presidents what we do is we take (laughs) quotes from each of the presidents and we put bible verses with each of the quotes and then at the end of each of the president's pages we have questions that bring it into the now and oh the the present and say uh kind of like just a few just a couple one or two questions that for thoughtful questions for you to um to think about the quotes to you know and the quotes in the in the bible verses yeah and it's more of a um it's not even a devotional but it's kind of on the on the on the uh terms of a devotional yeah but that's an interesting premise well, it was something that my partner came up with. Um, um, oh, now my my brain just went completely cold there. Yeah. But anyway, the the co-author did, and uh, we decided to do that to get our names out there. Yeah. Well, so that was we. Then we thought, well, you know, we need to go to a conference, and so we went to. We just picked Blue Ridge out of the blue, <laughs> <laughs> and we went to Blue Ridge, and really really liked it yeah and I just kept going well after we uh we met the the person who was going to be our agent for that book and then we met the person who ended up being our uh because Lighthouse um of the Carolinas ended Mm -hmm. up being our publisher for that one oh it was Eddie yeah and uh uh-huh and um then after we got that published, then I said, you know what? I, I want to write my novel. Yeah. So then that's when I started writing my novel. And then, uh, so it took me till 2019 to get that, uh, wow. to get yeah. that published. However, but anyway, so we, I went to, so I've been to that. I've been to, so I, I kept going to <laughs> Blue Ridge and I just love Blue Ridge. Yes. Yeah. And I, it's just a fabulous conference. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest that one to, I do suggest it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other two that I really enjoyed, specifically enjoyed were Killer Nashville. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. Yeah. And that, that's a, that's just a great, because it's done by panels. A lot yeah. of it's done by panels. It's just fabulous. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. You really learn a lot. And then the other one is what they call MurderCon, but it's actually a police academy for writers. Mm-mm-mm. And I've been to it twice. And the, the first time was over in North Carolina where they do the, uh, where they make up the kits for the forensic uh, uh, teams for the police. Yeah. And so and that was just fabulous so we we just learned all the forensic stuff what's what's something interesting that you learned there oh gosh um well uh gosh there's there was so much i mean we got they they did a fake body in a in a grave and we had oh. to dig it up and it was <laughs> there was not a real and uh it was just 
uh, and you you learned how to how to work with the soil and make sure that you you know you were careful about how you got in there because it, it was a tennis shoe with a foot in it at the end oh. like now this was just a fake foot you know it was right like a, yeah a but I mean you had to be careful about that and then uh, as a chemist I loved it because they had we we did we lifted prints off of cloth and they showed us how to do that yeah. and they showed us how to do uh, how to read blood spatter for a certain it was just it was fascinating to me just fascinating and so I just enjoyed it so much and the one th- oh I'll tell you what I really learned from there which I really I used in my all my books since then okay is they had one fella that was there was talking about interrogate and how to interrogate people mm, yes. and he said most of the police departments in the U.S. do not have two-way mirrors Oh, um, I know they show every them. movie and TV oh, show you see have they have yeah. the two way right. mirror. Ah. They don't have two way mirrors, and they don't sit across the table from them. They mm. want to be able to see them and see how they're reacting. You know, if they're mm. bouncing their foot, if they're how they're nervous and all that. So he said, what they'll do is they will have a tape made out of a table, but it's like they're not they're not across the table isn't between them. Mm. He said they try to get face to face and they, and actually they try to like almost get in their space. Oh. And uh, because the whole idea is to pressure them, yeah. to give them a little pressure, um, psychologically pressure them and make mm-hmm. them anxious. Yeah. And see how they behave. And um, he said, and you cannot, you cannot do bad cop, good cop. That is against the law. <laughs> so I'm like, darn. I, <laughs> I put bad cop, good cop in yeah. my first book and I had them across the table from each other. So oh it's like, gosh. okay, got to forget that. Can't do yeah. that in the second book. So you have to then, you know, you have to change that. So mm-hmm. then it's... Um, it, so I learned all these things, these interrogation things that I didn't mm-hmm. really know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, and so it was very interesting. So that part was very interesting. Did did you do the crime scene at Killer Nashville? Did you ever participate in no, that? No, I never had time. Who uh-huh. had time to do that? I yeah, mean, I that was busy doing all the other stuff. <laughs> they didn't have it last year, but the... The um, year before, that was just so neat. In fact, that was why I signed out because signed up because I wanted to try, you know, see see this whole crime scene. So they took an act, and they it's always from a real crime. Uh-huh. So they took, they set up the hotel room, and apparently this crime had happened in a hotel room. Oh wow! And and, and they set it up to look just like the crime scene. So you come in and there is a fake body and every, I mean, it is incredible. So, and there are all kinds of clues everywhere and everything. And, um, this particular one, this guy was actually, he was like in the, the, uh, witness protection program, something like that. He was going to be testifying. And if I'm not mistaken, it's, it was like a drug, like a drug Lord or something like that. And how, what happened is um, they were able to they were able to bribe one of the maids to um, give 
so to bring this to his room. So, so it's like an invitation to, let's say like an, a cocktail hour at the hotel lobby or something. Uh-huh. And so there were a bunch of them. And so when he opened it, it was something like fentanyl, I think, which is oh, odorless. No. Yeah. And, um, and so that's what killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for heaven's sake. Yeah. And, and so there were so many of us trying to solve this crime only one person figured it out and there's an award for it. It, it is so hard. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's hard. It is not, it showed, it showed you just how intricate and how detailed a detective job really is. And I, and I, so it shows you not to just really oversimplify the process. Right. Yeah. Wow. So other than that, so you now you've shared a lot of the research that you've done in terms of, writing your book is there anything that we've left out that that you would recommend doing when you're researching a book well you you visited places you met with the police officer yeah right you can always use google earth too because yeah get down into like if you if you can't go to the place or Mm -hmm. if you like i am always getting on the map for washington missouri and using Google yeah. Earth to get down and see what, because you can get down there and actually go street street views That's with Google. Right. Earth. What and, a good tip! And yeah, and you can see buildings, and you can see streets, and you can see intersections and things like that. So yeah. that if you want, because you want to, um, you want to make it as realistic as possible. I think mm-hmm. you know you want to yeah. make sure that there, like if there's a stop sign there, you want to have you know you might want to have them stop at the stop sign maybe somebody ambushes at a stop sign or something yeah and Mm -hmm. so um or if you want to know how many blocks it is from this to that or whatever uh, you know you talk about you have to because you you got to make it you know you have to think about things what distances you're talking about right that kind of thing and you can use google earth for that Mm -hmm. um so I always have a map of um, Washington, Missouri pulled up when I'm <laughs> writing my books. <laughs> oh, I love that. So Google Earth, everyone. Google Earth. Yeah. Google and Earth. then also the weather. You know, you want to do the, what's the, what's yes. the regular weather? I mean, you know, depending, you got to figure out when are you writing? When is this book being, mm-hmm. this story taking place? And right. so I look at the weather. What's, what's the normal temperature? What's the time of year what's for that time of year you know that kind of thing do they get snow do they not get snow do mm-hmm. they do they get yeah. ice do they that kind of thing so. yeah because your readers are smart they they will mm-hmm. figure it out if you're not being authentic mm-hmm. so those are such great right yeah such great clues yeah yeah because i remember writing a scene someplace and it was and I, it was winter and i'm like and they were hot and it was and where this is, it was cold. I'm like, wait a second, what are you doing? <laughs> right. And I went back to researching the weather. I'm like, no, it can, somebody who lives there would be like, oh my gosh, she does not know what she's talking about. So those are really important things to pay attention to. If you're writing about someplace that maybe you're less familiar with, make sure you know the weather patterns, you use Google earth and you check it out. Make sure, make sure you're accurate. And what about names? How do you come up with the names for your characters? I love names. I listen for names all the time and I'm constantly jotting them in my phone. I use the notes in my phone. And so like, 
for instance, we have, we had a, a waitresses, you know, sometimes I, the waitresses tell you their names, you know, and some yeah. of them are so interesting. And mm-hmm. so like we had one that was named Mercedes. Uh-huh. And so I wrote a short story and I named my gal Mercedes and, and her short was short was Mercedes or Mercy. That was her Oh, nickname. okay. Her nickname. Okay. Uh, that was cute. I love and, it. And uh, then um, this Madison that was the protagonist protagonist in my first series mm-hmm. uh less uh my husband had um, a childhood friend named madison and mm-hmm. so i just thought that was the coolest name yeah and um uh, mackenzie i don't know where i came up with mackenzie for this series but it's mackenzie love and samantha majors i don't i don't know where i came up with those but that was a short story that i had written mm-hmm. and uh i had uh, won an award for at Blue Ridge and oh. yeah and somebody said to me you need to take that short story and make it into a novel and so it took me a while because I won the award in 2016 but, <laughs> but I decided you know when I was looking for something else to to do I thought you know to do I thought I think that's what I'm going to do I'm going to start I'm going to take that and make it into a novel and that's what I did that's excellent yes it's really important to repurpose your your stuff you know um you never know especially if you won an award for it you know that that you're on to something really good when it comes when it comes to that particular story so that was smart for you to to go ahead and make it into an entire book well how many like about how many hours a day do you dedicate to writing oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) Um, <clears throat> okay. I am a, what I call a binge writer. Yeah. I don't, yeah. If you know what that is, <laughs> but, yeah. um, I may not write for three days and then on one day, but I'm thinking, I'm yeah. thinking my, I'm, it's all going up here yeah. and I'm thinking about what I'm going to do. And I'm, you know, I'm always thinking, but then all of a sudden I'll sit down one day and I'll just, I'll get started and I just write from yeah. morning till late, you know, till dinner or something like that, and sometimes even late after that. And I'll do that for three days, and then it'll. It's like um, I just and then now I so if you if I had to average, and then maybe I'm I may write. I'm better in the mornings, so okay. if, I, if I'm going to write on a regular basis, which a lot of times I do get into a habit of writing in the, on a regular basis. I will write in the mornings and okay. I'll write for just maybe um, a few hours, a few hours in the mornings. Okay. But for the most part, I am more of a think about it, think about it, think about it. And then all of a sudden it just kind of comes out all in a, in a day or something. Uh, so it's, I don't really have a regular pattern, which I know a lot of people do Yeah. and I probably should but I've never really come up with that. It's never worked for me. Mm-hmm. My life is just too, I don't know. I have different things. I have a Bible study on Wednesday mornings and I have, you know, <laughs> I have you have life, I have life, you know, so, yeah. and I'm not well, willing to give it up. Hey, but that's good balance though. It's, you know, you, you're dedicating your time to your writing projects, but you're also living a full life and that's important, you know, so that you're there for other people. So let's talk about reviews. Do you read your reviews and how do you handle the good, bad, and the ugly? 
I do read my reviews. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, I love the good ones. Yeah. And I've got one particular good one that, boy, I just was one of the best I've ever had. And I'll rem- I remember that one. I go back and read that one when I feel down. And, <laughs> but the bad ones are, you need to read the bad ones. Yeah. Because uh, the bad ones, even though it may be that the person is focusing on one thing that maybe they are focusing too much on, Let's mm-hmm. say let's say they're they're looking at one they're like being a narrow focus on one thing that is not necessarily true or maybe they have they're just we're in a bad mood that day or something or whatever I mean you can tell there's usually a a kernel of truth in it okay and yeah. so you need to look at those and think is there something there that I need to learn from this? Do I need to take something away from this that can help me be a better writer? Okay. And I Mm. think that's what I look at. Now, sometimes there's not. Sometimes you look at it and you think, no, this person was just having a bad day. (laughs) You hear that all the time, yeah. (laughs) They have trolls that just, just, yeah. Yeah. No rhyme or reason. Yeah, they're having a bad day. They want you to have one too, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's a healthy approach. In, in terms of how you handle um, reviews, yeah. you know, um, and then you shared with me also that you you are um, part of a, a publishing family. I love that you said family, yes. and that you you know so many people they fantasize about being published by one of these huge publishers. And they feel that they're going to pump you know pump all this marketing and um, into their project and just make them um, immediately famous. But you, um, I've just loved the things that you've talked about your publishing company. Tell us about them. Well, my publishing company is Shrivening's Press and Linda Fulkerson is really, she is Shrivening's Press. Yeah. Um, And she, she has worked very hard to make us feel like a a family. Now this is a Christian publishing family firm Mm -hmm. and um she's worked very hard to make all of her authors feel like a family um we have i think there's i don't know i lost count of how many now i think there was like 35 but i think there's more like 45 now yeah and um we have once a month she has a zoom meeting and where we we get together and she tells us uh, she does announcements and everything like that. And mm-hmm. then she'll, she, but she makes sure that at every Zoom meeting, every person gets to speak. What? Yes. Oh, Everybody gets to speak. And you speak, you just talk about, you talk about what's going on in your writing, but you mm-hmm. can also talk about anything else. Like we, it, well, in the beginning of the meeting, she takes prayer requests. Like, wow. you know, do you have anything? And we all know about what's going on in our lives in terms of if there's something that needs to be prayed about. And so it's very, and it's just amazing. And Mm -hmm. she's very forward thinking. Mm -hmm. She um, has, she's trying to grow the business. She wants to grow the business. Mm -hmm. So she's already um, taken on. Now you, you had the word for me before. What was it? Imprints, right? Imprints. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She's, she's making different imprints that um, she's uh, establishing and with the company. And so 
that one is with uh, sci-fi and fantasy and mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing and then the other thing one is with non-fiction and mm-hmm. I think she's got one that she's going to start with um uh, YA I'm not sure okay. but I yeah. think that's it and then I think there might be one historical fiction but I'm not sure okay but anyway so there's but she's got several ideas about that mm-hmm. and so she's starting trying to get those going Um, every year this for last, this is probably the fourth year in April, we're going to have a conference and it's all the Shrivening. You're calling it ShrivCon now. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Cause everybody does the con thing, right? So it's ShrivCon and it's the Shrivening's press conference and it's, uh, in Hannibal, Missouri. Okay. And it's kind of centrally located for all of her authors. Yeah. And so that's why she does it. And it's just, you know, it's, she started it just for her authors and now anybody can come who wants to. That's uh, amazing. It's yeah. just amazing. It really is amazing. And it's, it's just the, it's just the neatest thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but she's just, she is just that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have, and and all of us try to help each other. We try to support each other. We try to promote each other, mm-hmm. and um, it's just a great group of people. Just a mm-hmm. wonderful group of people. That's exciting to have that kind of in-house support, you know, for your project. Because when you're put, especially a debut author, there's such fear about you know how is this going to be received? Am I marketing enough? Do I have a big enough platform? These are all the things that you that keep you up at night. And having a publishing family like that is mm-hmm. such a blessing. It is. You know, you have you you have this wonderful core of uh, people who are in your author community, and we often talk here in, on this podcast about the importance of community. Mm-hmm. You know, for either in your niche or just on a whole, because your author peeps don't all have to write the same genre, right? You know, <laughs> oh my gosh! So ShrivCon. <laughs> so it's uh, and and the other thing I forgot to say about her though is she does she does all the uh, trailers, the book trailers for us, and she does the um, uh, book covers. It's because she's just she's really talented. She's wow. really talented. Yeah. So I would say, my goodness. What do so? Do you happen to have a favorite book? Favorite book? Yeah, that you've written. Oh, other than my own or my own books? Just your own. <laughs> oh, my own book. <laughs> yeah. um, I really do think that my third book in that first series is my favorite book. Oh, okay. Only because um, of I do like it because I like the 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 storyline and I like the way I dealt with um, I hate to kind of give away anything but there, um, something <laughs> no uh, there in it in it there's a, a um, uh, an assassin in there okay yeah and um, and he he has a voice in the, he has a POV in there okay and so I really am, I really like the way that 
I do that with him because he ends up, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He Mm -hmm. ends up uh, being uh, um, helping at the end Mm -hmm. and he ends up um, without being preachy. He Mm -hmm. ends up uh, kind of, he's coming to Christ. And so it's like, and I really, but I like the way I handle, I, you know, and the thing is, you know, when you, Sometimes when you're writing mm-hmm. like this, and especially a Christian writer, mm-hmm. when you're writing like this, you're just writing and all of a sudden things just fall into place. And yeah. you don't, it's like, you know, then that it's not you. Right. And they start saying, some of your characters start saying things that you right. never intended right. them to say. Right. right. They start, they start acting up in a good way because they yes. start... <laughs> They start taking on their own personality. They do. They do. <laughs> things start happening a certain way and they right. start they start going a certain way. And you yeah. think, whoa, wait a minute. You know, yeah. it's just like, it just, and you know then that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's, that's why I like that book. Yeah. Wow. I like book. So, so what do you want people to come away with? What, when they read your books, like, how do you want them to feel? Well, I, I want them to be entertained. Yeah, I really do. I want mm-hmm. them to read them and enjoy them. Mm-hmm. My books are complicated. I'm a, I write, I write complicated books. I don't know if you've ever read anything like, um, uh, oh, who's the gal that writes Vera, but the, but, the, but if you've read, if you've watched any Vera or if you've watched, um, Shetland on television, mm-hmm. BBC on uh, yeah, Britbox. I love I love BBC. <laughs> All right, well, that is she writes really complicated uh, stories, mm-hmm. and I I tend to write complicated stories. Yeah, so I I I just can't stop doing it. I try. I've tried to make them simpler, and I can't. <laughs> so the thing is, because you're smart. I mean, no, come on, no, you yeah. is comes that way okay but yeah. yeah it happens that way so the thing is what i want them to do is be entertained mm-hmm. and i want them but i also want them to use have be like engaged yeah. and really use their kind of use their their brain a little bit mm-hmm. and then also just not be able to put them down you know yeah like it's like wow you know what's going to happen next right um and um but i also want them to come away with feeling good mm. feeling good when they get done with it I want them to to feel like wow that was I really yeah. like it had a satisfying end it had right? a satisfying end yeah. and they feel that and it was a and it was um uh, they had just felt good about the whole book like it there was okay. nothing in there that made them feel uncomfortable or um Offended, well, offended or anything. Yes, it's going to be a good book. It's yeah. a good book, you know. Oh, yeah. That's a that's that's a great goal to have, to be honest. But, but I I have so enjoyed our time together. I cannot believe that it's um, come to a close already. But I really do want our listeners to know how to stay in touch with you. And to remind us of your upcoming projects and remind us of your books, um, just so it's the last thing in their minds before we uh, log off. Um, so would you do that for us? Sure. 
Yeah. I, uh, I've written one series. Everything's available on Amazon. Um, I, if that's okay. To say. Oh yeah. Go for it. <laughs> um, have one series that's on, uh, that I wrote that was called trouble in uh, pleasant Valley. Yeah. And then that has, that was three books. And then I'm starting a new series and it's called Mac and Sam mystery. And, uh, the first one is out already. It's called the case of the innocent husband. And I have the second one is at the publisher now, and it will come out in August. And, um, then I have a third one in that series is coming out next year. And, um, then, uh, I also have, um, a novella that Mm. came out last year in May in, it's called in shark tooth Island. And it was called after the storm. And that was, uh, there's four of us in that, in the, I wrote the novella, the one of them, the, the last novella in there. Okay. And, uh, and I wrote a short, or a, that's not, it was a novella. And I wrote a short story mm-hmm. in a place thing called um, Stories in the Attic. Ooh. It's a, it's a short story and it's called The Case of the Cursed Coin. Ooh. And that was Mac and Sam too. And that's, uh, that's on uh, Amazon too. And, um, so I had three books come out last year, which I was really surprised at. But you anyway, were working hard because I, I, I was, was going to ask you. Last year. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you how long it takes you to write a book, but obviously not very long. No, it takes me a long time to write a book. Short stories aren't so bad and novellas yeah. are not too bad, but yeah. books take me a long time. Yeah. Oh uh, my God. But, um, and then as far as connecting with me, the best is probably just on Facebook at mm-hmm. Deborah Sprinkle. And um, then people are going to ask me if, if that's, is that a, is that your real name? Uh-huh. It's my real name. What a fantastic um, name. Well, Sprinkle. Sprinkle, I married into. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've only had that for 50 years. So. <laughs> but, so, that's my name. Deborah's fantastic. And it's D-E-B-O-R-A-H. And, and then, um, I know, everybody loves that name. Yeah, it's Tell fantastic. You. Oh, You're meant I, to be an author. You were meant I guess, to I suppose. <laughs> and then I do have a website, but I'm working. It's, it's a, it's, it, I've let it slide. You can look at it if you like. It's fun, but it's, I have to, I'm, I, I have to work on it. So just yeah. Keep that in mind when you get, be some, give me some grace there. Okay. Yeah, we will. We will. But it's, it's not as all, bad as she's making it out to be, but yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, that is sprinkle.com And that one is, um, and that's there. So, yeah. uh, so that's about it. Okay, good. Any parting words of wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners? I think, uh, if, the writers out there, I say, just um, keep writing and just don't give up and um, just keep working at it. And you, just because, you know, it's fun. It's fun. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you, you know, it's yeah. you just have to keep doing it. And also just read a lot, too, yeah. because I, I love to read and I'm Amen. sure you do, too. Mm-hmm, I and, do. Um, and read in all genres. That's why I went. I joined a book club because mm-hmm. if I was left to myself, I'd read <laughs> mysteries and thrillers. Yes. Yeah, and um, 
So I joined a book club and gosh, you know what? There are some biographies out there that are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. open your eyes. Yeah. But people, please do keep on reading thrillers and suspense. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Please do. <laughs> Make that your number one thing, you know. Yeah. When you don't have any of those, then read the others. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do. Um, okay, she said it, and I'm just seconding. I'm just I'm just agreeing with her. So, <laughs> so people, please uh, stay in touch with Deborah Sprinkle. See what she's up to next and what her characters are up to next. Um, you will not be disappointed. And please don't forget to pierce through the darkness with the spoken and written word. 